Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 65, and I'll be talking to Sarah Poet, a bridge builder from all paradigm consciousness to new. She helps couples, female entrepreneurs, and businesses release their traumas and find their flow. She's a female masculine integration expert and senses the dysfunctions and solutions in any system. A former school principal and highly accomplished woman, She is also a modern mystic, having walked her own authentic path of feminine and masculine integration. Listen to her sacred remembering podcast and find her TEDx on inner feminine and masculine archetypes at sarahpoet.com. Hello and welcome to Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I'm very good. How are you? It's great to meet you. It's great to meet you too. I'm curious because you have such a depth of experiences and wisdom that you you share on many platforms, from alchemy to healing to teaching to speaking. How did you get into this space? Ah, wonderful. Um, Well, I followed the soul, as I say, and followed the... Um, intuition. So I had trained as an educator and a school principal and then a school creator and um, really enjoyed leadership, was really good at it, really loved the children, really loved innovation. And what I primarily talk and teach about is actually the journey of reclaiming the feminine and masculine archetypes within us. And so I would be driving to work and especially this, like the last year and a half to two years of traditional work. And I was driving to my school principalship and driving home and I was looking for any recording to listen to, like any podcast to listen to on the feminine and masculine archetypes. And I was just searching out this information and listening to audiobooks about the archetypes. And I just remember kind of looking out the car window one day as I was driving and I was like, I don't know how it will happen, but I want to work in this space of feminine and masculine. And that's all I knew. And it was not long after that, that uh, the true intuition started to come in. You know, I heard that voice, whatever that voice is, like if it's your soul or a spirit or what, you know, whatever it is um, said, well, your business is called embodied breath. And I was like, Oh, well, thank you. That was very clear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was uh, very clear. And um, 
you know, didn't exactly know what that meant, but then it was a journey to really live into that name that I was given. And, you know, just many things like that just started to happen. And the unrest uh, was like greater and greater all the time. And then, and then I left. Mm. And that was it. That was it. So <laughs> kind of <laughs> then there were many, you know, tumultuous years after that, but um, yeah, that, that it was definitely something I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel it defines who you are now? That is such a great question. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I guess in some ways, yes, in some ways, no, but one of the biggest things about transitioning out of a, a typical career that you work really hard to establish mm-hmm. is that, um, you don't know what words to use when right. you start to create your own reality, so to speak. And so, you know, it was like, well, am I a coach? I'm not really a coach because I'm also a mystic and I can do way more than ask coaching questions. Right. But am I a healer? Well, that's an interesting word. You know, do I really identify with healer? Am I, you know, what am I? And um, so I think on my website, I say that I'm a few different things, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm a truth teller, I'm a teacher, I'm a mystic, I'm a medicine woman. And, and yet I'm Sarah Poet. (laughs) You know, like all those things concerned, um, you know, it's not the label. It is like who I have um, cultivated, you know, this like a soul in this body. Um, And, you know, it's been a big walk of integrating the pieces of me that I, you know, maybe left behind on that more traditional path or because of traumas, you know, childhood traumas, adult traumas. Um, and yeah, coming back to the, you know, what I say is like the truth of who I am as much as possible. And it's always happening. It's always an evolution. I mean, always. And so, um, I'm sure this is true for many people listening, but the past few years have been just as much dismantling Mm -hmm. as it has been, um, you know, finding anything concrete. And so I think I'm always learning to become more comfortable, like surfing the unknown, so to speak, Mm, Um, you know, and, and knowing that things will change because they already have, you know, who I was four and five years ago when I left that field is not who I am today. And it's not, you know, who I am today is not the woman that I I know I'll be in another five years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, you know, of course that core is there, but, but the journey is always, always continuing. Yeah. What a beautiful transformation. And I think also the awareness of having the transformation because we can go through lifetimes and not recognize that we're changing, we're transforming, we're, what do you know? And it doesn't mean a massive experience of shift becoming light in the dark all of a sudden. It could be just the smaller pieces and the smaller aspects of habits, behaviors, language, thinking, anything yeah. can have such a greater, more 
a greater influence that I think we don't take credit for as human beings. Yeah, and and to that, you know, for anyone listening who's like, well, how do I know if there's more? Or I think that there's more, but how will I ever know, you know, what it's going to look like? Like when I had that moment in the car of, I just want to work in the feminine masculine, I did not know that that would come through as couples coaching. I didn't know that that would come through as like, you know, (laughs) dismantling what patriarchal business models have looked like, Mm. and then recreating, you know, myself, like, what does this look like to be um, in integrity with the feminine in business? What does it look like to be sustainable in our energy and not deplete resources in business? Like, I could not have seen that coming. But Mm. there's this evolution. And as I paid attention to what was nudging me, that always led to, um, you know, the, the idea for the creation or, you know, the, the social media post that like magically, you know, catches someone's attention or yeah. And it's not always easy to keep that faith. And I don't want to be, you know, (laughs) like, I don't want to be like totally magical thinking about that. Um, because it's, it's an incredible journey of, of learning trust and one that I'm still on, but I do know that the more I align to, you know, the truth of who I am and those pings, so to speak, Mm -hmm. those like soul nudges, those intuitions, the gut, um, Mm-hmm. the gut feelings, um, the, the more flow I will experience, yeah. which is a major trust walk for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very courageous one, courageous one to recognize and observe and feel that fear and do it anyway. And I know that's a catchphrase slogan that's been out there for eons probably, but it's, it's truth. You, you got to step into a place of the unknown. It is truth. And I, I also really want to normalize, you know, for anyone who's uh, listening to my experience here on, on this interview, I don't always have courage. <laughs> right. You know, I, I definitely, I have had really big um, periods of time where I was questioning, you know, well, will this work or, you know, what does it look like? And, and, um, actually just this morning, we're recording this mid June. And I just this morning put out a post about courage because Mm. I was just recently really, you know, challenged and tried, um, in my own kind of decision-making and like, am I going to stay, on this path of, of trusting. And, and so there's like a, an invitation into, as they say, next level, mm-hmm. you know, and that crossing that bridge in the past, you know, few yeah. months has been, um, not fun, <laughs> not fun. And I could look for every single escape route, mm-hmm. um, you know, to like, well, maybe I'll just get a job because a W2 mm-hmm. would be really nice for my son and I, you know, right. like bring on the stability. I'm so ready for the stability. And, um, and then just, you know, trying it out and looking for those, like I said, kind of escape routes, like, you know, is there going to be something magical over here or what's going to happen over there? And then it's like, Sarah, this mm-hmm. is just your 
process. Like, what do you want? Um, so I actually applied for a great job, like a really great job with an organization that I really like. And I was like, you know what? I can do both. Like okay. I can do what I do and just like really exhale with, mm-hmm. you know, the stability of, um, of a job that I can get behind. And, uh, it's funny that, you know, who admits this? Cause we have this culture of like, you know, everything's rosy in this entrepreneurial That's path. Right. No, it's hard. Right. And That's so right. I really want to, you know, just normalize that. And, um, yeah. So when I applied for this position, I really genuinely like put up a prayer, so to speak, like, mm-hmm. okay, source consciousness, universe, God, whatever you call it. Um, if this is the path, like if I am meant to do this for stability for my family, Mm -hmm. then let it happen because it was like a really, it it felt okay. You know, it wasn't like one of those things that you're like, Oh, I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. You know, it was like, okay, if this is really what I'm meant to do, show me the way. And Um, and if not, then like, help me become who I am really meant to be to steward this, you know, mission that I feel like I've been given. And, um, I did not get the job. (laughs) I did not get the job. I just found out it was kind of funny side note. I said the same prayer last year. Um, I kind of heard spirit say, you know, when the dog comes, just say yes. Like this puppy was like going to come into our lives. My son kept asking for a puppy, the little, you know, okay. he can like, sometimes he's like, I know a puppy's coming. And I was like, I don't think a puppy's coming. And I heard the voice say, when the puppy comes, just say yes. Okay. And it was nine months later, like on mother's day weekend of 2021, mm-hmm. I heard the voice say puppies here, get on pet finder. And I opened, I know very clear, right? Unmistakable. Mm -hmm. And I get on pet finder and there she was. And I knew it was her because she very much looked like my last dog. And I said in that moment, I was like, okay, spirit, if this is our dog, give us green lights. And if this is not our dog, give us red lights. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding you green, like five consecutive green lights. I mean, (laughs) I like, I did not want to take home a puppy into this apartment complex. You know, it was like, really? Um, but there were all green lights. And so, so that same, you know, faith prayer, whatever you call it, it was like, if I am meant to do something different for a while or in tandem with this, like if this is too much pressure on my, I have a teenage son and Mm -hmm. I just, I want to be, um, Mm -hmm. really fully present in these middle school, high school years. Um, and so it was like, you know what, if I need to put this vision on hold, Mm -hmm. then I will like Mm -hmm. for him. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So it looks like I, uh, didn't need the job. Apparently here we go. Next up. You didn't. didn't. So from that, can you identify what your calling is? Oh, I think, you know, that's really funny um, to admit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Identify what my calling is. So my calling is, 
I don't know. There's like calling there's purpose. And I think the purpose feels big, but Mm -hmm. maybe I'll, you know, the calling, um, I have a calling to serve, Mm. um, which was very different than the initial reasons that I stepped into entrepreneurship. You know, I had Mm -hmm. all this gusto about owning truth and speaking truth and, um, just, just so much to prove really. Like I had, you know, I was taking a really big leap and I was like, Mm -hmm. my goodness, I am going to do this. And I'm going to, and so that has really (laughs) matured, you know, washed out. I've been humbled enough times that it's like, well, that's not it. (laughs) Right. That's not it. And so I have callings aplenty. And, um, one is really ultimately about envisioning, like what does unity consciousness and, and what does it look like if we really truly begin to heal a a separation paradigm? So Mm -hmm. patriarchal culture was really built in separation. Somebody had power, somebody didn't have power. And so, um, you know, what happens when we begin to heal those dynamics, you know, in us, in our love relationships, in our workplaces, in our systems, our organizations. So that's really, you know, I'm, I'm here to be a bridge builder and I've known that for a long time. Um, and then, hmm, maybe that's, that's complete enough. Well, I get the other like major one, actually, I'll, I'll keep going. Um, I used to have a sticky note that I was so fired up one day. I was in like a women's mastermind of local Mm. women, like really all doing big, amazing things. And we were all like struggling with imposter syndrome, struggling with resources, finances, like how in the world are we going to make these businesses go? And I wrote on a sticky note, um, resources in the hands of women. Like that was my why, like I want resources Mm -hmm. in the hands of women because we know that so much changes when women are empowered, you know, with their resources. And then that really opened up a a lot of learning and um, some unique teachings that ended up coming through me around, um, you know, as women looking at our inner resources, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, as the most valuable things that we have. Always, So our time, our attention, our body, our life force. And when women know how valuable that is, Mm -hmm. then we stop giving it away in a power paradigm, right? We're like, uh, no, this is, this is my sovereignty that we're talking about here. And so um, that's another really, really big calling that I have is about Mm -hmm. um, women and prosperity and specifically women who are looking to do it differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Like our, our bridge builders, our new paradigm thinkers, right. um, you know, those integrating both feminine and masculine, mm-hmm. what does that new paradigm look like? Um, and how can that be prosperous? Because our, our money system was built yes. inside of that separation and power over paradigm. Right. And so like someone had to be exploited in order for another person to have money. Right. And so what does it look like when we do not participate in those energetics, you know, ethically as Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, as businesses? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's a totally new thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very it's a very big shift in not only thinking but embodying it, really being. Oh my gosh, it has required incredible dismantling inside of you know my mind, my body, my system, my my ways of being, my ways of interacting with money. Um, you know, yeah. moving from like a fear of scarcity that was really perpetual through my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and that led to, you know, patterns of overconsumption. Right. Right. And this is really fascinating to look at like, well, okay. So you're, you're afraid of not having resources, but your Mm -hmm. own patterning Mm -hmm. is about consuming more. So we're in those cycles of, I don't have enough. Okay. Get some. And then I, I spend it and I deplete it. And, and so, you know, just, just not sustainable, just not sustainable. So really having to, again, like dismantle that inside of my own lived experience and a really big, like teaching came through for me. I've, I've called it heartland. Um, And so it's like an esoteric transmission as well as um, a teaching of of how we as women uh, dismantle that patriarchal pressure to consume and have more and really, really be productive in order to get our needs met and sacrifice our energy and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And then coming into yeah, what does prosperity look like when we run sustainable energy yeah. and when we're um, really focusing on the heart and integrity and union? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. With all those, with that beautiful triad, mm-hmm. what do you believe are some of the attributes that connects you to that triad, but also to that bigger purpose of mm-hmm. Sarah Poet. Mm. I don't know if this is exactly what you're meaning, but the answer that's popping for me is like my own relationship with my own soul. Mm-hmm. And so in the past few years, I started to talk more and more about sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about our resources being our own, our energy, our life force being our own. Yeah. And when we reconnect to source consciousness, yes, right. Like the sacred, like when we, you know, we go to that. And what I mean by that for anyone listening, that's like, you know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, we've had all of these like religions, structures, educational systems that told us that we were, um, you know, not our own authority. Mm -hmm. And that we didn't have a direct connection to source consciousness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we decide that, oh my gosh, I'm going to reconnect to my source consciousness because I am of source. That's right. There are, you know, literal energetic architecture that connects us to source that we can reclaim. Yeah. We're like talking the same language here. I can tell you're like, yes. Um, (laughs) And so, um, you know, when I started to do that was when more energy came through and more ways of thinking and seeing and being like, you know, ancient mystical technologies that nobody ever taught me started Mm -hmm. to kind of come 
come through and I'd be in a client session and I'd be shown like, actually we can heal, uh, by reconnecting this and that, or, you know, I would be shown like the light grid architecture. Nobody ever taught me that it was just like coming back through me because I had decided to connect to my own soul. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, when you ask what the through line is, it's like that, that, or just that I'm serving exactly what I am called to serve rather than trying to fit into something that somebody else created or, (laughs) um, you know, trying to use like popular language. Like it really is super authentic, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, the through lines of feminine and masculine. And I think this is like a ping, you know, when we're starting Mm -hmm. to wake up to, it, it really is this bridge to unity, but we start to wake up to, oh my gosh, I suppressed my feminine. I have a a TEDx at sarahpoet.com where I like tell my story of, of what that looked like as a modern woman. And many women identify with that story. And I specifically, I specifically told it like archetypally, you know, so that women could, could see themselves in it. Um, and so we are, we get these nudges like, Oh, I'm kind of inspired to like, look into this thing called the feminine Mm -hmm. or to like reclaim my intuition Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the, could be true that there were, um, like traumas or experiences that were suppressed that like come knocking and then those spiritual awakenings can kind of feel like a fire hose to the face, you know, right. and you're like, why am I, why can't I push this down anymore? Right. right. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. yeah, that's, I think that's ultimately the way I would describe that is the soul's quest to become like everything you're meant to be in this lifetime. And, yeah. and, um, yeah. and all that, and all that you was. And yeah. all that you are to be, yeah, coming into this beautiful union, yeah. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Because uh-huh. we have yeah. access to everything. Yeah, right, right. And um, I had mentioned the way my business name had mm-hmm. come in, embodied mm-hmm. breath, and you know, part of of that learning what that meant, right? Because yes. that was way bigger than I knew, uh, when it was given to me and we're living in a time and it has to do with that source connection, that going back to source where we're bringing the spirituality and the consciousness of, um, you know, these future timelines and ascension, Mm -hmm. if those are words that, you know, your listeners are familiar with, um, we're bringing that down into the body. And so, you know, it's really like the spiritualization of matter itself in ascension, right? Like before there was this ascension, like everything was supposed to happen up, 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 up. Like, you know, you had to get Mm -hmm. to heaven. You Mm -hmm. had to like, Mm -hmm. you know, connect with spirit up, 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 up. But here we're, we're saying like in this now moment, I am, um, I am in a human body. Yeah. And And so I'm going to bring the entirety of my Mm -hmm. experience into this human body. Yeah. You know, like 
calling all parts of myself to myself Absolutely. from out through from throughout, like, you know, all timelines, all dimensions, all realities, like bringing right. myself to myself. And, um, that's just, it's yeah. just such a powerful journey when we start to it like is. reclaim things like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is, which is also a beautiful shift for the timeline and the specific happenings on this planet, because yeah. I don't know about you, but I remember going into meditations and leaving my body because that's what we were, that's all yeah. we could do to a certain degree because the energy on the planet was so dense and so heavy. You had to leave to witness an experience and then come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's the reversal of we're here and we're bringing it in. Yes, right. And really anchoring new frequencies because I mean, if you just feel into it, like separation cannot exist in the same frequency as unity. They're two totally different frequencies. And so, you know, and this was what my post this morning was about actually was like, you know, that, that courage that's required to do this work or to do the leaping to become you know, it's like the pioneers of what's coming. Like we are really mm-hmm. the pioneers of what's coming because we're going into the intuition, into the unconscious, into our sacred knowing and, and bringing forward really the, the truths and the ways and the yes. wisdom that's going to lead us forward. And that is anchoring the new earth frequency. And, and I'm saying, I know it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's hard. I, you know, you're saying like, well, here, I have these solutions for a future earth. And would you like to, you know, purchase them and help me make a living? And, <laughs> you know, and people are like, but, but right now yes. the world is in crisis, you know, and, and right, right now I have to keep this job because I don't know what's coming next. And it's like, sure. oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, we have to be stretching ourselves mm-hmm. into the new and bringing it in yeah. um, or else we stay in the old, like That's who right. else is going to do it? Right. That's right. Who yeah. else is going to do it? it um, is. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of courage and it is a lot of strength, but a lot of trusting because what I'm hearing from you is leaning into that trust and leaning into that courage but it can be a little bit daunting at the same time, right? Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I said, like I literally was looking for like, okay, what's my out? What's my out? Like what's That's my right. escape route, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was doing that for a couple months. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, my escape route out of this discomfort is actually further alignment with the truth of who I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the only way through. And I think so much suffering comes from um, just like wanting to stay, you know, like wanting to stay in a job or wanting to stay, um, you know, in a relationship because it's like, well, at least this is kind of working. Yeah. It's it's familiar. It's okay. It's, it gives me a label to fit in with society and community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you know what? Yeah. We talked about labels earlier too. And, and the process of letting go of like, you know, a traditional label mm-hmm. and, you know, on my website, people could read the about page and see what I've done and what my certifications are and things like mm-hmm. that. 
no one who has ever bought anything from me via a consultation has asked about my previous history. Right. No one, because it's really a matter of resonance. That's right. Yeah. Like someone might hear this and they're like, oh my gosh, that's where I need to go next. Yeah. Right. Because that's kind of like how we find our soul family. (laughs) That's right. Right. That's right. And it's a different, it's a different way of, um, trusting and interacting also as, um, yeah, like, I mean, between all of us, right. Because I'm choosing not to use the labels Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm also trusting my clients to trust the resonance that they feel. That's right. And you know, if, if they can't do that, then it's just, they're not going to approach me because that's, that's, um, you know, like the frequency of what I'm offering. And so there's, there's a lot of trust that we need to have, um, in what does align. Mm -hmm. And I, I am speaking to this because, you know, we have a lot of people transitioning out mm-hmm. of the traditional workplace right now and, and into entrepreneurship or spiritual entrepreneurship. And if I can save anyone, any hassle by mentioning this, um, you know, I spent a lot of money in the beginning on coaches that I thought I should spend money on right? because they had like a really impressive sales funnel, or they were telling me like, this is how you do it. Yes. And, um, and I, I really tried a lot of different things from like, you know, the spiritual business coach to Mm -hmm. the more traditional online business coach to, Mm -hmm. you know, another coach. And it's like, well, no one has the be all end all anyway. And, um, also it was like my soul that needed to forge my path. Right. And that's the recipe. Like no one else has your recipe. That's right. That's yeah. right. But leaning yeah. into those who can support you or at least hold space is crucial. Yes. And that's where the resonance piece, I truly believe, comes in. It's, yes. it's not the credentials. It's not the pieces of paper. I've oscillated that with that myself personally for many years. And, you know, probably over the last five, six years, dropped it off the table. It doesn't matter doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and I definitely, we definitely need each other. We definitely Mm -hmm. need each other. You know, um, I was recently kind of interviewed for this like solo entrepreneur, you know, magazine or whatever. And I was like, I, you know, the message of always going it alone is very old school. It's very separation paradigm. And so like, I'll, I'll do this interview, but I'll also talk about how we need each other. And we need collectives. And, you know, that's why I have the sacred remembering membership. Um, I built that after I built my podcast because it was like, we're, we're women who are remembering who we are Mm -hmm. and we need to be able to talk about that with other women. And, um, so it really is the, the resonance that, um, you know, I would say should create those decisions, um, versus the 
should or have to, or, Ooh, this person's, you know, saying that they can get me the biggest profit. And so I have to invest in them first for huge sums of money and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yes, we need each other. And, um, I found that it's often a little bit of a hard lesson Mm, when, you know, when that resonance really isn't there to begin with. That's right. That's the hard part. Absolutely. It is. It is for sure. You've done a lot. There's been a lot of transformations. There's been a lot of coming and going and learning and all those pieces in between. Mm. So my big question, what's next? What's mm. for the rest of the year? What's, what's coming down the pipes, for you, so to speak? Beautiful. Yes. Um, so right now I'm really learning a lot about human design. Um, and I'm a, I'm a human design projector. And so what I love about human design is that it helps you to understand how you should use your energy for the greatest optimization. Absolutely. And so that has really helped me to begin to answer some of these questions because as an entrepreneur, there's a pressure to always be generating something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing right now is going a little bit slower, but really listening to the intuitions. And so there's been a class and a concept called masculine feminine money mm-hmm. that has been just knocking at my door for almost a year. And um, I'm finally listening. I would say that's what I'm doing first. Ooh. It's like, I'm finally listening to some things that have been, you know, have been there and waiting for my attention. And so I am having fun with it. I'm doing a little class um, next week on it. And then I believe that that will probably launch into, you know, just a four or a six week live class where I'm taking primarily women through money archetypes in order to come to wholeness and prosperity. And, um, and then that will be a course that lives on my website, you know, so it's like, I'm beginning to, um, yeah, do less, but also like really wisely use the energy, um, to make these like core offerings available to more people, but, um, not necessarily exhausting myself. Um, and then the other idea that's really coming through is called sustain. And I have done this as a private, uh, mentorship for spiritual business owners, uh, female entrepreneurs, in like the zero through three year, um, Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Like if you're somewhere in that beginning stage, um, Mm -hmm. you know, this is for you. And so it's like very practical, very, you know, it's the masculine and the feminine of like what, what this, you know, potential new paradigm of business and, and really sustaining in our resources, as I talked about earlier as women, what that would look like. And I'm excited about that one because I love this topic And also because I think I'm going to launch it with a new pricing model that Mm -hmm. like just feels really in integrity with me. And I have never seen anybody do, um, Mm -hmm. where it's like the more collective investment, the the lower the price for every woman. And so I'm not, you know, I, I think that there's just so much distortion in the pricing of coaching and, you know, I, I want to make a living and impact as many people as possible that, that want to hear my message. And, you know, I 
right now anyway, I'm, I'm very interested in like, what does sustainability look like? What, what does regenerative energy look like? And very much not interested in the common coaching pricing, you know, phenomenon. That's like, Mm -hmm. how much can I get out of this person? Right. And so it's like, well, if I know that I need, you know, for this, for this amount of work over this many months, if I know that I need, let's say $20,000, then, um, you know, if four women join, then it's $5,000 a piece. But if 10 women join, it's $2,000. Right. Right. And then we get all of that, like women's masterminding, all of that community. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so I'm um, still listening for all of the instructions on that, but it, uh, it is really something that I just need to like go for at this point and, um, and trust. Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. It sounds like it. It sounds like it's all there. It's just ready for you to just two feet in and let's go. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm also working on a book draft of Heartland, the the concept that I uh, mentioned. And it's so, you know, we're just, we're living all of our own lessons here and then bringing them forward. Right. Because I'm like, how many days do I wake up and put Heartland, this creative project, like first, you know, yes. well, very few. And then I'll like go into, well, what do I need to do today or produce today or something like right. that? And then like, I don't do the creative thing. I don't do the mm-hmm. book draft. Mm-hmm. So I'm always uh, working on walking my own talk about yeah. where we put our energy in terms of our priorities. Absolutely. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's huge. It's a, it's a big balancing act. It's the ebb and flow of as you put it yourself, the masculine and the feminine energy and really being incongruent of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Beautiful. Yep. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank for you. Sharing all your experiences, all the, the insight and your forward journey as well, because mm-hmm. as individuals, we can get pegged or marked with a certain title or labels or um, mm. an imagery but not recognizing for many out there that there's a transition for each of us. And thank you for sharing your story and taking us on that journey of your evolution as we all go through one too. So yes, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And I think that the transformation is ongoing. Always. Which is really, you know, sometimes uncomfortable and inconvenient. Like we'd like to relax a minute, but um, Yeah, Yeah, really, I've been making peace with that. It really is continual. It is. It's showtime. That's what I feel. Energetically, it's showtime. It is. It is. Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. Listeners spending their time and energy listening. This is great. Thank you, Sarah. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to master of your crafts podcast please subscribe rate and review and join me next week for another episode thank you for listening